0: Browns, talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
0: By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. BirdsandBeans.com. And Video Books, an independent family owned bookstore. Carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. videobooks.com
1: Good morning. Welcome to our show number 844. Well, the cause of the mystery disease that has afflicted birds in 11 states in Washington, D.C. for quite a few weeks now may have finally been discovered. Researchers at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology say there may well be a connection to... The Brood 10 cicada explosion because of birds consuming those insects. It lines right up with where the cicadas uh, exploded. Maybe not blame the cicadas. The evidence may suggest that people spraying the cicadas with pesticides might be the culprit. Although that's not certain by any means yet. So we'll see. Uh, The incidents really have fallen off quite a bit. The good news is that this apparently is not a contagious illness if it's poisoning of some sort. So that's really uh, that's really good in terms of being able to put up feeders again, as some folks uh, are, are doing at this point. So that's the latest on that. We'll get an update soon. Well, this is a totally other kind of a mystery. This is our mystery bird in a preview of our upcoming Mystery Bird Contest presented by Red Start Birding. Red Start Birding is your new resource for birding optics gear and expertise. Great birding starts at redstartbirding.com. Our Mystery Bird Contest a bit later on in the show, getting you ready for it with these clues. Our Mystery Bird is a large diver with a distinctive sloping forehead. The colorful male has a rusty-colored head, a light gray to white body, and a black breast and hindquarters. Our bird breeds mostly in the upper Midwestern states and up into Canada and Alaska. In the winter, it's found in lakes and ponds over most of the U.S., feeding on seeds and buds and leaves and tubers, roots and snails and insect larvae. Clues and stuff there for the mystery bird, and prizes include really one of the most most popular of all the Drill Yankees feeders, it's the Observer Window Feeder. Attaches securely to your window, offering a clear, unobstructed view of the birds. That's our prize, and our bonus prize uh, is a $15 gift certificate for beauty books home of one of the biggest selections of birding books in the world. Some pretty nice prizes there on our upcoming Mystery Bird Contest. Well, the electronic uh, version of one of our favorite magazines has just been issued. It's the Bird Observer. Based here in New England, but filled with stories that are of interest no matter where you are, including, in this issue, a review of Scott Wiedensahl's new book, A World on the Wing, The Global Odyssey of Migratory Birds. In the field notes, a uh, hybrid of a morning warbler and common yellowthroat. A piece on that. The Bird Observer's Always Challenging Photo Quiz, created by the great Wayne Peterson, is in there, too. And musings from the blind birder. Uh, The topic is the return of birdsong, one birder's experience with hearing aids. That's all in the new Bird Observer, worth checking out uh, wherever you are. That's at birdobserver.org. Here's a salute to the royalty of the Talking Birds family. That would be our ambassadors who are helping us spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation by handing out our little info cards that we send to them, to their friends and neighbors and fellow birders. And thank you to Brian Bixby from Cohasset, Massachusetts. He says, I'm a 50-plus year member of Massachusetts Audubon, teaching my grandsons, Max and Simon uh, Bixby, about bird watching." they love it that is really cool and thank you brian and thank you to bridget b from san antonio texas she says i'm currently on a one-year sabbatical from serving in the air force as a public affairs officer during my sabbatical i am pursuing a big year with a goal of 600 birds started with 500 as the goal Getting this downtime to relax and mostly chase birds at my leisure has just allowed me to discover another layer of me, as corny as that sounds. Not corny at all, Bridget, but she says when my sabbatical is over next March, I think I'll just be a more interesting and well-rounded person for having thrown myself into something that has nothing to do with the military. That is great. And by the way, Bridget is doing a number of things to reduce her carbon footprint. So kudos to you on all fronts, Bridget. And thanks for becoming a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Still to come on our show today, we'll hear about the latest and maybe best way to identify birds by sound when we hear from Drew Weber, Merlin Project Coordinator at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. We'll also catch up with Mike O'Connor from the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod in a Let's Ask Mike live segment about bees. And up next... A frighteningly fierce featured feathered friend Presented by Birdwatching Magazine For more than a quarter century birdwatching Has been North America's premier magazine About wild birds and birding We've featured many fierce raptors Here on Talking Birds But fierce raptors for today's featured feathered friend Often serve as dinner fare This is a bird whose common prey includes Waterfowl, rabbits and voles but which has also been known to hunt and kill peregrine falcons, rough-legged hawks, and short-eared owls, pursuing its victims in breathtakingly fast and powerful flight. Our bird is the largest falcon in the world, Falco rusticulus, the gerfalcon. The coloration of the gerfalcon can range from nearly pure white to black. But most are grey, with variable barring and streaking, especially on the back and the long pointed wings, with a long barred tail and a faint mustache mark on the face. The gerfalcon breeds on Arctic coasts and northern islands of North America, Europe and Asia, usually nesting on bare cliff faces or in the abandoned nests of common ravens, often laying eggs when temperatures are still below freezing. In medieval times, the gerfalcon was considered a royal bird, and in European falconry, it was reserved for kings and nobles. Rarely would the bird be perched on the fist of a lower-ranking man. When the Norse first colonized Greenland, gerfalcons became a valuable export and were in great demand by traders who dared to venture out from Europe. The story is told that in 1396, just 12 of these birds were sufficient ransom to free the Duke of Burgundy's son after his capture by the Saracens during the Crusades. Here in the U.S., the gerfalcon can be found in the northwestern states, especially Idaho, where the birds sometimes range in winter in search of prey as far south as the Snake River Canyon near the Oregon border. Falco, rosticulus, the gerfalcon. Today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. Welcome again to our show number 844. Thanks for being with us and we hope you'll tell your friends about our show if you like it. Well, Drew Weber is the Merlin Project Coordinator at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and he joins us this morning to talk about the new sound id feature of the merlin bird id app good morning drew good
2: morning ray excited to be here
1: well so great to have you oh by the way this i I shouldn't spring this on you i without mentioning it earlier uh we were talking about the the uh, bird illness and the possible cicada outbreak and you're at cornell i wonder if you'd heard anything uh about that from inside there
2: Actually, uh, you know what you, you said is kind of my latest understanding, too. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been following it super closely, mm-hmm. um, but I know that the, uh, the vet um, school and Cornell, kind of the, the research side, has been following that. So
1: Yeah, so we'll be staying, staying tuned. Okay, so um, Merlin is an amazing app. Uh, it's been a visual app, and, and now we're adding the, the sound feature. Give us a little background for people who aren't familiar at all with, with the Merlin app.
2: Yeah, so um, just as a a quick overview, uh, Merlin Bird ID is a mobile app for Android and Apple devices um, for identifying birds either, you know, traditionally by answering a couple questions. um, We've added, you know, the ability to take a take a photo of a bird and get an answer from that. Um, And now, you know, what we're talking about today. Being able to actually record the bird to identify it, and it you know really works by summarizing the bird observations um, from you know the birds reported to the eBird Citizen Science Project um, by a global community. Uh, So this enables Merlin to give you like a really customized list of suggestions for where you are in the world. And you can, Um, and then each. I'm
1: oh, Go oh, just going to say, and you can use this anywhere in the world, right? So it's all kind of self-contained. You don't need to be uh, connected to the
2: internet. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, the majority of the things work. You know, completely offline. There's mm-hmm. uh, bird packs that you can download for you know each region or country of the world. Um, we cover over eight thousand species now of the eleven thousand species, um, and you, know, you just want to download those bird packs before you go off on, you know, an adventure that would take you offline. But Mm -hmm. all of that is then available on your phone.
1: So what can people expect uh, from this in terms of of the accuracy at this point? I'm I'm thinking about uh, kind of the the old days with early devices that had trouble telling the difference between, you know, an American Crow and a Chevy with a bad muffler. I know we've (laughs) we've come a long way since then, but uh, what what sort of expectations should we have using this?
2: Yeah, so I think, um, you know, you don't want to suspend your own belief um, with with Merlin or with any of these tools, really. Um, I would say, you know, with Merlin, we really want to give users the tools that kind of guide them to the bird, Um, not necessarily give them the answer, um, but give them the you know, all the additional information for them to explore whether a suggestion or a match um, fits the bird that they were you know looking for. Um, always good to you know confirm visually for a lot of these things. That being said, we put a lot of time um, building the data set mm-hmm. that powers sound ID. Um, so we have, you know, in the Macaulay library at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, it's a digital archive of photos and sounds um we have over a million audio recordings of birds um and for you know the us and canada where we first released sound id um we went through and picked um, over fifty thousand audio recordings and had a had a team of sound id experts basically go through each of these recordings and draw boxes around the you know the spots where the birds were singing you know Mm -hmm. looking at the the spectrogram which is a visual representation of a bird's song so they were you know noting exactly where in these files a bird was singing um, and that's you know kind of what has enabled us to to do sound ID mm-hmm. and um, and for how it's performing out in the wild um, and you know we, we didn't release it we didn't want to release it until we were pretty confident about how it was performing um, so I don't have like a specific number that uh, we actually have as far as its performance. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're pretty happy with how well it's, it's performing in most situations. Um, you know, if if it, if it there's a bird there that you're like, ah, I'm not sure if that's right, it's great to go <laughs> track it down. But, you know, it's from all the reports, it seems to be performing really well in a lot of scenarios.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the uh, first questions, Drew, that people have about apps is, of course, how, how much does it cost? Apps are generally not terribly expensive, but you've... Uh, Kind of remove that issue from the equation here, right?
2: Yeah, that's totally correct. We want to make you know identifying birds as accessible as possible for people around the world. So everything about Merlin is completely free. Um, you know, you can download the app for free. All of the bird packs are free, and then all of the, the additional functionality is free. Um, and we just want to make that you know possible because we know that there are so many people that want to get um, involved in birds and we don't want price to be kind of the barrier for them getting interested
1: Hmm. i wonder if you could give us just a quick run through on the process when you first you hear a bird between hearing the bird first and then iding the
2: bird yeah sure um so basically you know when you when you first download uh, merlin it will walk you through the process of, of installing a bird pack for your region um, and then when you want to Uh, use sound id there's actually an additional download that you'll do for that right in the app and it will walk you through that Um, so once you have that installed you basically you know tap sound id tap the record button and the screen will pop up showing a live view of the spectrogram scrolling across the screen And so that's that visual representation of the bird singing Um, and so you know if you have a relatively loud bird singing nearby you'll see this really clear signal of you know the pitches going up and down across the screen, um, and then as you know the machine uh, or the the model on the um, on the phone is identifying the birds, you know it's basically doing that every second, and you'll start to see the best matches fill out underneath that, um, and so you'll see you know let's say there's you know an American robin that's just like singing nonstop, um, and You'll just see that that keeps flashing up and it keeps getting highlighted. Um, that it's singing, so it's good, uh, good reinforcement that that's an American robin. And then you know maybe a song sparrow pops in and, and sings one phrase, and that'll you know flash just once. Once you've you know recorded your your mystery bird and want to explore it a little bit more, you can stop the recording, um, and then you actually have access to that that list of best matches. You can play back your the recording that you made. You can um, tap on those best matches to see exactly where in the file, uh, it, where in your recording, um, you know, that bird was singing. And then you can compare it to all of the reference recordings that are in Merlin. So let's say, you know, you recorded a song Sparrow. And you're like, well, let me check and see if that sounds like Merlin's recordings of Song Sparrow. And so you can make that make that match um, just to, you know, further boost your confidence that you're making the the correct identification
1: mhm it's the merlin bird id app now with that sound recording feature pretty amazing you can find it i guess easily in uh, in the in your app store for either and android or uh, or uh, uh, apple system right
2: yeah, yeah, you just search for Merlin bird ID and it'll come right
1: up. Drew Weber is the Merlin project coordinator for the Cornell Lab of Ornithology in the app that now helps ID by sound. You mentioned the new developing, dreaming up and implementing new features uh, for identifying birds. What What is next, IDing birds by smell, perhaps?
2: <laughs> Smell-O-Vision, yeah. <laughs> uh, popular, popular need. Um, <laughs> no, I think, um, well... We, we launched Sound ID for you know 450 species of the U.S. and Canada. Really excited about expanding that into you know the rest of the Americas mm-hmm. and Europe. Um, one thing that uh, we really want to work on, and we're kind of dreaming up right now, is a similar species type of feature. Um, yeah, you know, there's always these like species pairs or species groups that mm-hmm. are really tricky to identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you know like. Chipping Sparrow versus uh, Dark-eyed Junco versus Pine Warbler, mm-hmm. um, and so what we want to do is, you know, take the the knowledge that Merlin has of you know what birds occur in your area, which of those birds are tricky, and give you really targeted, you know, additional information to help you identify and separate those species.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, another so another one
2: that's coming, but excited oh. to look, for, <laughs> excited to work on that.
1: All right, we'll 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 stand by, Drew. Thanks so much for. Helping make such an amazing product and available to uh, everybody.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: Drew Weber here on Talking Birds and our mystery bird contest is up next in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-Vortex or visit VortexOptics.com. There it is, the sound of our mystery bird. It's a large diver with a distinctive sloping forehead. The colorful male has a rusty colored head, a light gray to white body, and a black breast and hindquarters. Our bird breeds in the upper Midwestern states and up into Canada and Alaska. In the winter, it's found in lakes and ponds over most of the U.S., feeding on seeds and buds and leaves and tubers roots and snails and insect larvae. That's our mystery bird description there in the sound and beautiful prizes including the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder and the bonus prize of a $15 gift certificate for Beauty Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. If you win the contest by the way, you get both prizes. We often do a bonus question but You'll get both prizes if you get that right answer. Even if you don't get the right answer, you could still be a winner. The drawing will determine our winner from among all nearly correct answers received. And the important phone number there, 781 837 4900. That's 781 837 4900. Meanwhile, we have, let's ask Mike, Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute o Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, new, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Birdiobooks.com, B U T E O, Birdiobooks.com.
0: My name is Carrie Nelson, and I'm calling from Murraysville, PA. I encourage everyone to become a Talking Birds ambassador because you're already listening to the show, so you already have the interest involved. So what's stopping you from going out and sharing that interest with everybody that you meet? Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassador's family. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Join today, and thanks.
1: Cape Cod, Massachusetts is the destination. The Birdwatcher's General Store, Orleans, Route Six A, where Mike O'Connor is ready to tell us about. All right, cue the bees, please.
0: Bees. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> the bees are back. The bees, Good yeah. morning, Ray. Yeah, it's bee season apparently, and um, and and, and a, a few weeks ago we talked about. Puddles. We talked about if you wash your car, you wash yeah. your dog, you wash your boat, you wash your grill, and then it creates puddles. You got to disperse those puddles because the birds will come along and drink out of them, and they'll get involved with whatever detergent or chemicals you put in the water. And now we got another topic. We had a uh, bee's nest. A lot of times, people see bee's nests this time of year, and bees are important. And if you can, uh, at all possible, you see a bee's nest, leave it alone. But in my case, right by the back door was this giant classic bees nest looked like a Japanese lantern and I could have lived with it, but my wife's highly allergic to bees Mm -hmm. and they kind of looked like yellow jackets, we weren't sure, but I was handed down the the determination that the bees had to go. So I think in the old days back, Years and years and years ago, before I knew any better, like most people, they just go oh, right. Got in the store, got a can of something to spray on them, and that'd be the end of that. gone in the house, and that'd be the end of it. But I knew sprays aren't good anymore. I mean, they're really bad. Like you talked about with the cicadas, people spraying spraying the cicadas are killing birds. So at night I, I came up with a better solution and I'm not recommending this for anybody you know they should look into it their own thing but what I did is I, I went at night when the bees were quiet and I got a high powered uh, garden hose and I just sprayed the, the nest with, with the, the hose the nest came apart all the eggs and the larvae and the, the pupa fell onto my deck and it was the end of that and then the nest was over however in the morning when I got up the deck was covered with cardinals, orioles, Caprids, all enjoying this bee larvae. They are eating eggs. It was great. They were flying off with the larvae and feeding them to their babies. And it just made me realize, if I had gone the old school route of spraying them, all these all this poison would have been either ingested by the birds themselves, or the caprids or the orioles would have been giving them to their nestlings. And I realized how, you know, just how we have to just stop and look for alternatives to spray because that's kind of the lazy knee-jerk reaction to spray stuff and i went with this high-powered water that worked for me um so i would recommend anybody's got an issue with any kind of insect look at an alternative now maybe somebody could have uh you know call uh you know someone a, a bee guy or a, pest control person who could have done it you know just removed it without spray or if you use spray for some reason you just collect whatever falls you know put down a tarp or something and collect that and remove it but just don't spray and walk away and let things go because it it, you know it's the old downstream system whoever's upstream doesn't care about what's going on downstream but in this case downstream are birds and we just gotta be careful about that
1: all right don't spray and walk away and what was the other thing don't don't do that lazy knee-jerk reaction That's (laughs)
0: that's, <laughs> from, that's from the yeah, old days. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I got I got a whole bunch of cliches. If you need some more, I'll send them to
1: you. All right, maybe next week. Okay. Thank
0: you, Mike. Thanks,
1: Mike. Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store. By the way, I want to give a little shout-out to uh, Audubon Society of Rhode Island and their uh, beautiful nature center and aquarium down in Bristol, Rhode Island, where I attended last night the kind of grand opening of their pollinator garden. What a fabulous and beautiful thing that is. Back to the mystery bird contest, trying to identify this mystery bird right here, a large diver with a distinctive (coughs) sloping forehead. And um, we have we have Kate in New York, and we have Katie in Pennsylvania. I guess we're going to. I think Katie was first in Pennsylvania, so we'll we'll go to Katie. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Whereabouts in PA, if you'd like to say.
0: We're in an area called Bucks County. Bucks County outside of Philadelphia.
1: Okay, sure. That's a famous a famous county there. What about that mystery bird, then, uh, Katie? All
0: right. Well,
1: we're between two, but is it the canvas-back duck? <laughs> uh, that's the one you're going to choose out of those two. That was an excellent choice. Yes, canvas-back. Just curious about what your other guess might have been.
0: The redhead
1: duck. Ah, the red-head. Okay, Just yeah. looks
0: like a little
1: smaller. Sure, and I think the sloping forehead is kind of a distinctive feature, too, of the uh, canvas-back. Looks very kind of aristocratic there. I think we yeah. have time for a bonus question, uh, Katie, if you'd like to try it. Sure. All right. Which bird, this is a multiple choice, which bird is said to sound like a robin that has taken singing lessons? Is it A, the rose-breasted grosbeak, B, the wood thrush, C, the northern cardinal, or D, the Taylor Swift? Yeah. Um, I think
0: I'm going to go with B, the wood thrush. The wood thrush
1: is actually not... No, it's uh, it's the rose-breasted grosbeak. The wood thrush certainly is a beautiful... Singer doesn't even need any singing lessons, I guess. But that's okay. You still win both of those uh, beautiful prizes uh, from Droll Yankees and Beauty Books. If you'll stay on the line, we'll arrange to send them to you. Sure. All right. Thank you, Katie. Thank
0: you. Thank
1: you so much. And thanks to Kate in New York. Sorry we wouldn't get a chance to get to her call or other callers this morning. Um, but we'll do another Mystery Bird contest next week. And if you missed it, our Mystery Bird this time is. The canvas back. We have just about exhausted our time for this morning's show. Next week, our own Freya McGregor will be with us. She's often here with audio postcards, but this week, or next week, I should say, she'll be here with us live on the air from the Southeast Arizona Birding Festival in Tucson, Arizona. She is out there with Virginia Rose, and they are leading birding outings for their wonderful new. Uh, startup called Birdability that uh, helps make birding accessible to everybody and every body, as they like to say it. So Freya will be here with us uh, on the show next week. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, our producing engineer Jesse Wilkins, and special thanks to our guest Drew Weber. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. It's a
0: bird show. I like that. I love- Ray Brown's Talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
0: By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And Video Books. An independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world com.